Friday night, it's time to party. Why not a fun hotel party with friends, drinking, and celebrations? You know as well as I do that all of this is the perfect setup for something to go wrong, and someone is going to end up missing or dead. Welcome to Cryptic Soup. We won't freeze you out if you have different opinions on this case. Surveillance video shows Kanika Jenkins walking with friends at the Crown Plaza Hotel early Saturday morning. We see her a few hours later by herself. At one point, she stumbles out of an elevator. Later, she repeatedly hits the wall walking down this hallway. Another camera catches her running into a stairwell and then catching her fall. Video time codes appear to show Kanika roaming the hotel for over an hour. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Thena. And I'm Kylie. And we're here to tell you a true crime case. We haven't had one of these in a minute. I'm excited. Well, I guess we've had true crime. We just <clears throat> haven't had like a true crime murder case in a minute. Kylie, what the fuck are you holding? <laughs> <laughs> what are you holding over there? <laughs> Is it a fox drinking boba? Yes! Okay. <laughs> I just snapped you about it. Oh, great. So guys, uh, we took. A, I'm so sorry. We took a week off because Kylie decided to get COVID. She waited all these years, and now she finally got it. Right. Uh, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I dropped the ball hard on the episode too, and I apologize. And on final Friday, and I'm posting the episode and I'm recording, but it's all in the past. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the past, guys. We're fine. It's good. <clears throat> Um, but if you do hear a little noise every so often, it's Kylie with some throat lozenges. You know, she's just she's here. And that's what we can be happy about. I'm I still guess. alive. I can't taste Coca-Cola yet, but, you know, we're thriving. We're thriving. <laughs> so tonight we are going to do the story of Kan Kanika Jenkins. Now, I've heard it Kanika. I've heard it Kanika. I've heard it um, both ways. I might accidentally flip but i think it's kanika that's what we think it is that's what the news report said if we're incorrect we are really sorry you guys know we're not trying to be disrespectful unless we're talking about like belschnickel or something apparently <laughs> but like i i tried my best on this one i looked it up i i did hear both names so i'm just kind of going with what sounds the best um so there's that i just wanted to let everyone know um, do we have anything else to say? I don't think so. I'm trying to think like it's been a while. I feel so like since we've talked right to you guys. now, <clears throat> it's almost the 4th of July. So I just like I would love to say that, yeah, this Friday you'll have a final Friday post, but you won't. There's no way you you won't. You why won't would get it? That. Why would they get? Isn't it the last week of the month? Well, yeah, but I was going to like make up for everything. Oh, so you would have posted it on the first. No, they get the next one on the 29th of next month and they can just be happy. <laughs> I'm telling them what they're getting. <laughs> you guys are really mean about it. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. I meant that with as much. <coughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it gets worse if you make me laugh. I'm sorry, guys. I meant that with as much love as I could muster. I'm sorry. We're going to jump into today's episode then, I guess. Ready? Happy previous 4th of July. Ha happy it, was it was yesterday, technically. 
Are you sure? Yeah. Well. Because 4th of July is Monday. Hmm. I guess so. Happy 4th if you want to. I don't know. I have mixed opinions about America. And America. they're not. It's kind of yeah, like real, bad though. or worse. There's no good here, really. Yeah. Should we talk about that? I don't know. We do have a lot of listeners that aren't in America. Uh, Kind of sucks here right now, guys. If you guys know what's happening, then you know. But at the same time, I see it all over social media and I kind of don't want to talk about it because I want that like break from it. Yeah. Not that this is a good break. This is going to be a sad case. So maybe we'll cover Roe Roe v. Wade in some sort of way. Maybe we'll do a, a 411 and talk about it. Yeah. So, guys, this is the Kanika Jenkins case. Kanika Jenkins was born in Chicago on May 27th in 1998. She is a Gemini. She was born on the same day as Lily Rose Depp, which I wrote this episode before I wrote the Johnny Depp episode and like Amber Heard. So when I wrote that, I was almost nervous. I would have to explain who Lily Rose Depp is in retrospect <laughs> to like to Johnny Depp. But then this episode got pushed further. So that's kind of funny. That's also National Carb Day. <laughs> Gotta love the carbs. Gotta love carbs. Kaneka was said to be very smart and very responsible. Her favorite color was purple. She had an amazing smile. She was easy to be around. And her laugh was wildly contagious and wholesome. She was one of those purple people. <laughs> I mean, I feel like everybody that, that what we their call favorite color is purple, like they're a purple person. Hmm. My sister's favorite color is purple, but I wouldn't consider her a purple person. She's like a lilac person. Just, okay. Just dabbling in the purple personality. <laughs> just a little dabble in the purple. <laughs> just a little dabble. Hmm. Interesting. I've never heard anyone call it the purple person. We've talked about it on this podcast before. Have we? What archive? Tell me. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but so, we have. Sorry, Justin. We have no episode for you to listen to right there. <laughs> for the people that get it, they get it. <laughs> sorry, guys. Kaneka was a... Uh, a wholesome teenager. She had a really good relationship with her mother, who was named Teresa Martin. In 2017, their relationship did have a really intensive dive because Teresa had to undergo breast surgery due to breast cancer that started spreading. Kaneka at the time was studying to work in the medical field, and she had just landed a new job at a nursing home. She has her head on straight. She has her priorities, things like that. Teresa and Kaneka were both excited about Kaneka's new endeavor and she really wanted to plan a celebration that would include bowling, the movies, things like that. You know, she wanted to celebrate. Now, normally Kaneka was a super busy person. She had two jobs. She was about to enroll in nursing school. She is the type of person that you wouldn't expect to just be going out and partying from what it sounds like. It didn't sound like that was her style. I obviously don't know, but it with everything you hear about her, she sounds like a person with really good intentions and good priorities. She was the most on track 19 year old you could imagine. And having two jobs, when do you have time to be crazy? Right. And enrolling in school. That's way too much. That's so nursing much. school. I had a, a part time job while in school and that was difficult. Two jobs and that that's a lot to take on as a 19 year old. And you also have to think she had this emotional thing happening with her mom. Yeah. That's just almost a whole nother job because I'm sure she's helping take care of her. She's helping. And the that emotional been why, toll. That might have been why she was doing the two job thing because it's just like. Because her mom couldn't work even or it's something. It's like, yeah. Keeping but it's also, busy. yeah, keeping her mind busy. 
Kaneko sounded like a really good person anytime you hear anything about her. Since Kaneko had been looking out for her mom since her surgery, she really wanted to go out with her friends and celebrate. And it was one of her friends' birthday. So her mom was like, you know, you can borrow the car. And Kaneko borrowed the car around 11 p.m. on September 8th, 2017. So this is a really recent case also. She ended up going out with her friends, but they didn't end up going bowling or going to the movies. They instead went to a hotel room party for her friend named Irene Roberts, and that's whose birthday it was. So it's her like little hotel room birthday party. Did you ever have any hotel room birthday parties? I did. It was my 10th birthday party, and we all went swimming, and then my mom got an ice cream cake, but then forgot all of the utensils, so <laughs> we just like dug into this cake. So it's like a tradition in my family that the kids, I, I don't even know what birthday it is. It's like 14, 16, something like that. But it's like an early high school party and you get to have your first official co-ed party and it's at a hotel. And it was a specific hotel that both my siblings went to where there was like this indoor out pool. I don't know where it is, but like if I went there, I would jog the memories. And both my sisters did it. I was waiting and waiting for the day mine would come and we moved and I didn't get to do it. I was so bummed. <laughs> now I have to do it. Yeah, I still need a hotel co-ed party. The only indoor outdoor one that I know of around here is like also a um, water park. Yeah. <clears throat> it doesn't have to be a water park. I just want to have a pool party in a hotel. Who wants to come to my hotel party? That sounds shady when I said it like that. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm moving on. <laughs> okay, especially after this case, people are like, I'm never going to attend a hotel party. Right. What do you mean? <laughs> you are telling me the reasons not to, Athena. So this was, this party was happening on a Friday night. And Kaneka, her best friend, and some other girlfriends were on their way to the party. The party was going to be happening in room 926. So it was on the ninth floor. It was on in, sorry, it was in the Crown Plaza O'Hare Hotel in Rosemont, which is a suburb of Chicago, Illinois. Have you stayed there? I think so. I know I, I've actually stayed there, but I've only stayed on like the first few floors, but I've, I've been there. Or I think I looked into staying there when my plane was it's delayed. Obviously really close to O'Hare, but it's yeah. also really not that far from all the um, type that yeah like stuff. it's technically on the other side of the city from mccormick place and stuff but when you're ubering and you're saving that much money on the hotel it's not that far compared yeah. to driving from home and going or obviously, staying at a stupid hotel in chicago that's way yes. too expensive yeah. obviously again guys as you guys know this is technically local for us this is a localish case chicago's like our big city near us so and I actually gave you context in the next paragraph of where this hotel is in case you hadn't been to it. The Crown Plaza Hotel is in the Chicago West Loop. It's three miles from McCormick Place, where C2E2 is held. Rosemont is the wealthier area of Chicago, and it has a lot of hotels in that small area. And that's where the conventions are held. Keep in mind when I say that the black population in that area is under 4% currently. It is a wealthy, white populated area. So. That also slightly plays into this whole scenario, people think, but there's no concrete evidence. Okay. But are yeah. we putting a pin in it? If you want, you could put <laughs> a pin in that. But yeah, I forgot I did give you context because I obviously don't read ahead very well. <laughs> Whoops. 
The cameras at the hotel have security footage showing that the friends entered from a side entrance around 1 a.m. The friends then were sharing live videos on Snapchat, on Facebook. They they were like going live a lot during the party. I don't know if they were Instagram live or whatnot. But these live videos you can still find. They're like on YouTube and stuff like that. You can look them up. All the kids were said to be drinking, enjoying themselves. Uh, they're smoking weed, I'm pretty sure, in the video. If not, that's a very funny looking cigarette. Uh, <laughs> I'll just give you that hint. <laughs> they are all having a pretty good time, it looks like. But you can't you can't tell because it is really loud. And I will talk about the videos, OK? So there's a lot of males at the party. And they said that they kept attempting to flirt with them, but they kept repeatedly rejecting them like the girls were. So we're getting stories from the girls that the boys are a little aggressive, aggressive with their <laughs> affection at this point. Mm -hmm. There are other live videos from the night that show like little shenanigans happening at the party. This is the big the big video. People will talk about it when they discuss this case and it needs its own breakdown. There are people that break it down for you on the Internet, but I think it's better if you just watch it as a whole and listen to like a podcast or someone and be like, this is the things you should look out for and then make your own assumption. Because it's almost like once you hear them break it down, you're only hearing that because that's yeah, what you I didn't really hear think it you have to at all. Like I didn't hear any of the things that you pointed out afterwards. But then when I pointed them out, you heard them. Yeah, but still not all of them. Yes. Yes. I, uh, yeah. Because I made Kylie do this test. Didn't hear one thing. It was just loud. It's mumble jumble. There's music and you hear people just kind of like shouting. But then I was like, OK, Kylie, listen for this, this and this. And I played it again. And she's like, yeah. So I heard like half those like, oh, my gosh. And she started to piece together what she was listening to. There's a point while filming. Irene is filming and Kaneka kind of is arguing her being like, what do you mean? I'm not even drunk. And, you know, that's like the number one sentence for drunk people to say right or like they'll be like why are your oh, eyes no. closed and you're like, <laughs> I'm not not tired <laughs> what are you talking about someone in the background replies to her and says okay then just enjoy yourself Kaneka like slightly aggressively where you can tell it's not like the most friendly banter but it's 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 there it's almost like they're telling her she has to calm down and enjoy herself like she wasn't enjoying herself it's not just like Kylie just she was like down. two in her head yeah they're like Kylie, calm down and enjoy yourself. Like, right. They're telling her to. OK. She replied and she was like, I am enjoying myself. Like, I, I am. Why do you keep telling me to? I am. There's another Facebook Live video. And in the background, there's an interaction where Irene is overheard talking to someone about two hundred dollars. And you can hear it. She says something about like, yeah, two hundred dollars for it. It was two hundred dollars. OK, so we don't know what was two hundred dollars, but we hear the talk of the two hundred dollars. This two hundred dollar theory comes heavily into play when it comes to the theory conspiracies. But for now, we're just going to remember that it's in the background. We're going to put it in the back of your mind and we're not even putting a pin in it. Kind of almost forget about it. <laughs> not what I was about to say. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to say it. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Should we put a pin in it? <laughs> because I am going to keep just slowly telling you more about the videos so that you can come to your own assumptions. I'm not telling you guys everything right away because then everyone just assumes a certain thing. And I want you guys to make your own informed opinions about this case. 
I'm for once actually trying to be biased. This is a new thing for me. Good luck. Give me credit. (laughs) (laughs) Irene and the other party goers then mention that they see Kaneka being extremely intoxicated, swaying back and forth, attempting to hug friends that would show up at the party and just dancing. In one of the videos, you can see her holding something like a bottle or something. Yeah, I can't physically tell what it is, but also this is not my type of drink. But everyone says they can tell it's a bottle of cognac brandy that she's drinking. Me not knowing what that bottle looks like, I would not be able to pin it out of a blurry video. But, you know, if that many people are saying it, it probably is that. I'm not going to question that one really, but that's what they say she was drinking that night. Several witnesses later say that Kaneka wasn't acting like her usual self, noting that she would dance a little, like apparently she doesn't normally do that. But then later she would just be really sad all of a sudden out of nowhere and she would like go and sit down and almost like mope. So it was very highs and lows, which is, again, drunk behavior. So that's if you've ever interacted with a drunk girl, I don't think that's super abnormal. I wouldn't know, but yeah. Well, yeah. I have interacted with a few drunkians in my life. <laughs> drunkians. And yes, you you sway your emotions when you're drinking very easily. It could be something as simple as the wrong song plays and your emotions change very fast. Around 1.30 a.m., Kaneka sent a text to her sister, and that is the last time her family would hear from her. So this is one of our last times we have 100% evidence 1 a.m. Kaneka's alive. Around 3.20 a.m., the friends decided they were going to leave the party. On the cameras in the hotel lobby, Kaneka and her friends start talking. And around this time, it's said that Kaneka realized she left her belongings at the party, which included her car keys, her cell phone, maybe like a purse. And she left it where the room, where the party in the room was. So back up at the ninth floor. But they didn't notice this down until the lobby. There are three different stories that emerge from this point, but they all kind of have similar vibes. And remember, everyone's drinking. You would think the camera footage could help clear this up, but it doesn't. So I'm just going to kind of talk about all of it. It's a hit or miss, which one's true. One story is that Kaneka's friends leave her in the lobby to go get her stuff for her. So she's downstairs. They go back up. Another story is that Kaneka stays in the hallway near the elevators and her friends go and retrieve her stuff. The last story is that the friends wait outside the hotel doors, like close to the lobby area, and Kaneka runs upstairs to grab her stuff. So they're 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 very similar, but it depends who's downstairs in the lobby. It could sway either way. You later find out that her friends actually had her keys in her phone at some point. So I in my mind, I assume that maybe they were the ones to go upstairs and retrieve her things. And that she's the one that waited in the lobby. That story makes more sense. It makes more sense, too, because she was super drunk. Mm-hmm. It could take her. <clears throat> sorry. It would take her a really long time to get all the way up to the ninth to floor. To read by the herself. numbers on the doors, too. <laughs> right. Sounds complicated. 902. <laughs> and it wouldn't be that odd for them to be like, just sit down. Just sit down over here, you know, in the lobby. And they exactly. run upstairs. And then when they... If she went upstairs to get her stuff, I would also have to imagine she goes upstairs. She's drunk. She gets her stuff. She comes downstairs and she gives it to them, which I know stories of that, you know, like your friend's drunk and you're like, give me your phone, give me your keys, things like that. 
but it just sounds like her friends are also drinking, so they might not have had that thought process. It seems more believable they did it. Either way, it doesn't make the biggest difference to the story, but it does add up to what's coming. The three friends that Kanika had came with at this point were separated, though. Either they were upstairs, she was down, or vice versa, and that was for about 10 to 30 minutes. During this time, and this is another reason why I think Kanika is downstairs, and this is the timeline that happened, Kanika is seen alone on different hotel cameras walking through the halls of the hotel, staggering to walk and very clearly not sober. Again, that's why I think her friends went upstairs, because why would her friends have been at the lobby door getting ready to leave? And then Kanika's like, oh, I'm going to run off. And her friends be like, OK, right. sounds good. Like that doesn't logically make sense. Right. When the group of friends return to where I believe they had left Kanika, where they go back down to the lobby, she was gone. But this is because we see her on other videos in the lobby, uh, in the hotel walking around. The friends say they searched the hotel trying to find Kanika, but they had no luck. There is footage of them looking or at least like walking down the halls. I tried to figure this one out. I've not gotten a straight answer. I haven't seen anyone else get a straight answer because I've seen a lot of other people ask the same question. I'm wondering if the hotel lobbies that we're seeing in these videos, did they walk down the same hallways by chance? Were they on the same floor? But since the hotel all looks alike, I'm also not quite sure and no one's gotten an answer about that because it would be interesting. Like, were they looking on the ninth floor and she's on the first floor? Vice versa. Was she on the third floor? They're looking on the first. Like, we don't we can't figure that one out. I I can't. And I've seen other people. Yeah. Like all of the halls look the same. But yeah. to me, that would be a very interesting thing to maybe look into. Or even like, did they go left and she went right? Like, where were they looking? Right. Um, I'm not like blaming them or anything. I just kind of that would be an interesting thing to figure out. At this point, Kaneka's best friend commented that no one was willing to help them find Kaneka or to give them any answers because they asked like the concierge, the front desk, people like that. And no one was willing to help them. Again, again, you have to remember, this is a group of young people that are drunk, that are in the minority because they are not affluent white people. And so they think that is part of the issue that is arising here. And they're young. They're, they're not supposed to be drinking. Correct. So right away, you know, they're not getting treated very fairly. It was close to 4 a.m. when Teresa Martin got a phone call, which is her mother, remember, that Kaneka was missing from her friends. They asked Teresa if maybe she left and went home on her own. But remember, they have her stuff. They had her keys. So I'm wondering how she would have gotten home if they thought she maybe <clears throat> took a cab or something. Yeah. But... The friends tell Teresa they have Kanika's keys and phone and they can't find her and they haven't seen her. Obviously, Teresa's like, no, I haven't seen her or heard from her either. And you have to remember, like, she didn't officially tell her mom where she was going. So her mom has to be very panicked at this point. And Kanika took the car. So Teresa can't just, like, come over there. Right. So the friends actually went and picked Teresa up because since Kanika was using the vehicle, she couldn't. They arrive back at the hotel close to 5.30 a.m. And now Teresa is there to assist in the search. She proceeded to start knocking on guest doors from the top floor, like down and back up. A hotel employee got so mad at her doing this. They called 911 and complained about Teresa causing a disturbance. You could have just like helped. Which 
Teresa almost took this as a good sign because she's like, okay, well, finally, at least 911 is exactly. coming. Right. <laughs> at least something good. Teresa said she felt like Kanika's friends were hiding something, but she couldn't tell what. But also, you know, they could be hiding like crap. We were just at a party with a bunch of boys and drinking for all you know. And also you have to remember, though, the parents going to be on edge and feel on edge. Everything's going to seem suspicious. Right. So I'm not saying Teresa's in the wrong at that at any point, but also it's not the best judgment in that heat of the moment. She could tell they had been drinking and they were possibly high. So she knew something was up. The reports from other party goers said that they didn't see Kaneka partake in any of the weed activity, but no one said anything about if her friends did or didn't do it. But like I said, in the videos, those are some interesting looking cigarettes. <laughs> they are marijuanas. I'm just letting everyone know. <laughs> One marijuana each. Teresa asked if her daughter had been drunk and they said she only had one drink. Now, this already starts to not go along with the stories we've heard. She's swaying in the hallways. She can't even stand up very well. She's staggering around. But they're like, no, no, no. She only had one drink. I if I were the friends, I feel like I would just be honest at that point and be like, yeah, I'm sorry. She's drunk. Because at this point, she's missing, like we're looking for. Oh, yeah. No, I would have been honest from the get-go. But I could understand when you're, you know, young and scared. I mean, they are 19-ish years old. Maybe if you're 15, being scared of the parent like that. But 19 with a missing person, I think that's time yeah. when we should be up front. Yeah. Kaneka's mother said she didn't handle alcohol very well. And that one drink would already have been too much for her anyways. Like, she does not do well with alcohol. The hotel management stated that they could not provide access to the video footage from the night because no one had reported Kaneka missing to the police yet. And so the front desk pretty much was no help to Teresa. Every time Teresa started to ask for the footage or anything else or even asked to see the tapes, they ran the conversation in a circle, repeatedly pretty much telling her, no, not until you get police warrant, like not until this, anything else. Only police can see the tapes. And she just couldn't really get anything they weren't being helpful at all well that's pretty normal though for any hotel i feel like not if it's a missing case and you're just like looking for your missing daughter or at least like the manager could check the tape himself and see. yeah yeah be like oh actually she was on the ninth floor 25 minutes ago or oh exactly. she was on the first floor 15 minutes ago exactly to give us a basis where to look yeah. especially in a hotel because someone could have grabbed her she could have stumbled outside she could be asleep in a room we don't know right anything right. so <clears throat> right on saturday at 7 a.m um 7 15 a.m teresa finally got the chance to call 911, and the police said it didn't seem like any emergencies were currently happening the dispatcher told her that her friends could be lying and kanika's probably actually just passed out drunk in a random hotel room they were like you know like you need to calm down they just kept telling Teresa she needed to calm down. She needed to go home, relax, wait a few hours, and her daughter will show up. That is not what you tell a mother ever. Not at all. Like, how is that the thing that you say? And I can understand now why they're saying that they're having no help, because now the, the front desk guy is giving them a run around saying you can't watch these without a police. Well, they're trying to get the police and the police say, well, you know, it's not a big deal. Right. And it's kind of like she's in a circle where she... She's an Ouroboros or whatever they're called. The snake that eats its own tail. They're oh, stuck in the loop. Yeah. 
It wasn't until Saturday, closer to noon, Kaneka was officially finally reported as a missing person. So we're we're like a, almost a day later at this point now. The police finally started to begin their investigation. The investigation officially began at 1.15, though, on record. Hotel staff claimed that they looked at the security footage and didn't see anything, though. Now, I'm not sure if they meant they looked right then or if they previously looked because they told Teresa no. So I'm wondering if that meant they looked at that moment. But at first check of the camera footage from the hotel, it focused on the entrances and exits and it did turn up nothing like no one had left it around that time. That's when police started searching the hotel and surrounding areas and they came up with nothing. It's as if Kaneka never left the hotel. There are reports that a manager then found Kaneka in the freezer. Other reports do differ saying the police told a manager to go check the freezer due to something he saw on tapes, but we can't see the exact like what happened right there because it wasn't recorded. At 10 p.m. on Saturday, though, a police officer, as we do know, decided to double check some already watched tapes. And at this point, he spotted footage of Kaneka Jenkins stumbling through the hotel floors. And at a timestamp of 3.20 a.m., he notices her on, on the film. In the footage, Kaneka appears to be extremely intoxicated, struggling to walk or stand. She's running into the walls. She looks confused and potentially lost. The new information did give police things to work with. The police sent out a secondary search team now to look in the building and to follow these last known steps. They saw that Kaneka had gotten into an elevator, taken it down to a lower level of the hotel where she stumbled out of it and down the hallway. The tapes show her walking upstairs and into another hallway, and at this point, walking towards a men's bathroom. She eventually somehow turned herself around again, where she found her way to a kitchen that was currently not being used, and it was actually closed down because it was under renovations. It was apparently getting turned into like a a different restaurant, or, you know, they were adding on to it, doing something to it. So it was a functional kitchen but not usable like if that makes sense so it had all the things in it though the last known footage shows her walking through the kitchen back towards a double-edged uh double-sided freezer next we know kaneka was found in the hotel's freezer and pronounced dead around 12 a.m on sunday september the 10th not until sunday sunday was she pronounced dead the employee that first saw kaneka had found her body, and he didn't seem upset, nervous, or even shocked that he found a dead body. He was super calm and collected. After this, the medical examiner was called and showed up close to 3 a.m. to figure out what's happening at this point. That's so long. Okay, yes, but we are thinking Chicago and in the middle of the night and busy. I Three hours, though? I can kind of see that because if they're getting a hold of them, they have to get up, get ready. They have to go to their work and collect their supplies and then come to the hotel. What if they live close to Rosemont? They have to drive to downtown, get their supplies, then drive back over to Rosemont, just driving back and forth like that. And, you know, getting up, getting around three hours doesn't seem completely insane to me. I'll say it's close to O'Hare. So it's always busy over there, Busy, especially for a red eye at 3 a.m. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. I lived in Chicago. It's crazy. Trust me. The, that three hours sounds like a long time. But let's say 
if it was pronounced, she was pronounced at 12. Maybe they didn't even get to calling him until one because they were starting paperwork. Yeah. So that's even only two hours. Let's not. Okay. Okay. Not with that one. I'm going to give him benefit of the doubt. Okay. See, I told you I'm really, I'm really uh, lenient tonight. I want to know the truth about this case really, really bad. So I'm looking at it from every angle for once. Yeah, I know, guys. Shocking. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) When she was found, Kaneka was lying face down on her side. So kind of twisted a little bit. She had one shoe off and it was on the other side of the freezer. Her hair was messy. Kaneka was wearing ripped jeans, but like distressed ripped jeans, not they were ripped. Like like meaningfully. Yes. She had a crop top jean jacket on and a white bra, kind of like a bra bralette style, like almost. Um, But this is not a warm outfit to be in a freezer. Right. What I'm describing, this is not meant to even be out in the cold. There were no visible signs of trauma other than there was a cut that was not very big, but it was on on her foot. The police say Kaneka was frozen solid. The temperature inside the walk-in was about 34 degrees Fahrenheit, which is one degree Celsius. And the freezer was working correctly. The freezer, I'm going to remind you guys, is in part of an unused kitchen in the hotel. So there's no reason this freezer even needs to be on, right? That's another very interesting thing. Because if you're not using this, this is under renovations, under construction. Why is this freezer on? However, this is a big double freezer and stuff. Maybe they did want to start using it for storage. Maybe they wanted to test it. Maybe there's regulations that you have to do. But also if it, yeah, it's more like regulations probably because like shutting down a refrigerator that large takes freezer time that large. to turn it back on everything well sure. and it has to like thaw out essentially mm-hmm. so it was probably just easier to keep it on that's what i was thinking a lot of people speculate why was the freezer on in this room but again i don't know that seems logical to keep the freezer yeah. on i'm not thinking that's weird maybe i don't know enough about freezers but it's huge uh, you just got to leave it on. I don't know. Well, you'd have to put like a ton of towels in there. Just to soap, to, soap it up. Yeah. Yeah. To thaw it out. The lights were apparently turned off in both chambers of the freezer. So it would have been completely dark when Kaneka entered this freezer. Very interesting because why would you purposely stumble into a pitch black freezer? And first questions popped up why the freezer was turned on, like I had said. But again, it was reportedly that this area was going to be leased out to a restaurant of an up i'm sorry it was going to be leased out to an upcoming restaurant that would be coming to the hotel so that's another thing what if they want to start storing stuff what if they want to put stuff tests up right so that's why again i think it's normal the motion detecting security cameras showed jenkins staggering in the room apparently intoxicated like we've heard all night at this point she was in uh stumbling through the hallways and she arrived in the kitchen She rounded a corner towards the freezer, but the freezer door itself is out of view from any of the camera's sight. So no one can see what happens once she rounds this corner until her body's found. Little interesting, I guess. So the freezer had a cooler in the front, and then the second door actually leads to the freezer areas. The video doesn't show her walking into the freezer, but how it's speculated 
is that she would have walked up, opened the door, walked in. It closes behind her and she can't find her way out again because it's it's dark. Okay. Kaneka's body ended up being transferred around 5 a.m. on September 10th to the medical examiner's office where an autopsy was started. It wasn't until October 6th, 2017, where the Cook County Medical Examiner's Office ruled Kanika Jenkins' death as an accident. The Rosemont Police Department issued a statement on the same day, saying that while no foul play is suspected, their investigation hasn't yet been completed, though. The first autopsy had came back as inconclusive. Here's my reasoning, I think. The alcohol and her being frozen might play a big part in that because they couldn't take full vitals and issues. Yeah, they had to like thaw and wait. So, oh. but they also wanted to know, is there foul play? Is there something wrong? Something, you know, was she choked? Stuff like that. Right. So I think they had to do an initial one instantly, but then at the same time, they could only do, you know, how much they so can much, do. So much, right. Yeah. So shortly after, a second autopsy was issued and the cause of death was ruled as hypothermia, essentially. I say that because it's kind of like a mix of a few different things, but the over the the biggest thing was that inside her she froze. It was an accidental death due to exposure to the elements, alcohol, and pills being as contributing factors, but hypothermia being the number one. The autopsy report had found no illegal drugs in Kaneka Jenkins' system, but so she did not take partake in the marijuanas. <laughs> But in the toxicology report, her blood alcohol level was found to be at 0.112. The legal limit is 0.08. That's a that's a little more than one drink, though. Yeah, I don't care how strong the drink is. There's no way she's not big at all. She's a tiny girl. But there is no way you're getting a 0.112 from one drink. There was that cut on Kaneka's foot. There were also lesions in her stomach, but that does play into the whole hypothermia thing. That's something that happens during hypothermic arrest, which is kind of like cardiac arrest, but um, hypothermic. Kaneka had some internal brain swelling, but this is not classified to have a reasoning why. We don't, we can't 100% blame this on the hypothermia, but we can't say it's not the hypothermia. It can be partially due to the hypothermia mixing with the blood mixing with the blood alcohol level mixing with pills anything mm -hmm. like we can't 100% say any answer to that one Irene said that while the party was happening that night some people were taking pills but that wasn't Kaneka's style and she wouldn't have done that however in her system there are traces of toperamate which is a drug that's used to treat epilepsy and migraine headaches and it was found in her system, but she was never prescribed this medication, according to her mother, Teresa. I've taken that medicine. That's how I knew how to say it. So proud of you. Aren't you? Thanks. <laughs> Topiramate taken with alcohol can enhance the effects of both things, and it will actually speed up the process of hypothermia. It can be used also to help lose weight and control muscle spasms, which is the police's reasoning, they speculate why she used them because, you know, she's a young girl. She wants to have a good fun time. You know, it's kind of like a relaxer. So it's going to control things. But also, you know, to be fit and skinny, be pretty, be popular, whatever. Of course, a teenager is going to take this. That's very speculatory of the police, but I could also see why that's their instinct when a young girl is 
on something that's doing like that kind of stuff. Right. Now, those cuts and scratches on Kaneka's foot slash ankle area that I talked about, they were said that they could be wounds from exposure to not having her shoe on as if her foot scraped against things because that is the same foot that doesn't have the shoe. That would conclude that there is no sign of a struggle or a fight. And other than the missing shoe, the only evidence in the freezer that night is a hair tie, a lip gloss tube, and those are both on the floor in the freezer in front of Kaneka. So when you see pictures, you can see them in the photos. Now, these photos are heart-wrenching when you look at them. I'm warning you guys now, if you Google Kaneka Jenkins, you see photos of her in this freezer, her body. They did not edit anything out. I if you're if you don't have a weak stomach, just don't Google this one, guys. I'm sorry that I said this super late in the episode, but you physically do see a dead body, dead body laying in this freezer. The theory behind how her shoe came off was deemed something called paradoxal undressing. We a lot of us in the true crime world know what this is. Mostly because of the theories behind the Dyatlov Pass. Pretty much you're so cold that your body doesn't recognize it as being cold. And you start to think you're actually warm. So you start taking off your clothes. But it's the opposite. Or kind of in a more normal sense, what a lot of people would think, dry ice. Dry ice is so cold that when you have anything touch it, it steams. If you use water that's so hot on your hands when you're washing your hands in the winter, you know, that you like came in from outside, it feels hot, but it's because so cold. Right. Those kind of things. So this is a normal phenomenon that happens among hypothermia cases. And we know that's not really what's happening. It's just what our brains do, which is just a fucking terrifying thing that the brain is like that. Right. You would think that your brain is smarter because you can physically see things in front of you making you cold you're, you're like looking at snow and you're like i'm hot i should take off my clothes that will help why is our brain mean <laughs> like that's right. mean that would just make you die faster right um anyways there there are other stories that it could have been no she like scraped her foot on the when she went into the walk-in and you know how when a door or like you step too fast down the staircase and it catches the back of your shoe and it kind of like rips it off. And it sometimes will also catch your ankle. So it'll cut your ankle. That could have been another theory as to what happened is she caught the back of the door on the back of her and it flipped her shoe off. If you're drunk, you're not going to notice that and it's going to flip the rest of the way off and you're going to cut your ankle. So those are two theories, either the undressing on purpose and or the potential door hitting but you. But all of your other clothes were on, right? All of her other clothes are on, yep. That's why I said there's two theories. To me, the door sounds a genuinely logical theory. Yeah. I agree. But let's keep in mind, I guess, the other theory, because it, it could have happened, but seems a little odd that not her coat would have been ripped off or anything else. Right. So even her pants on butt, nothing. Kaneka Jenkins' friends told their stories and they all remained inconsistent. <laughs> like, good job. You guys can't keep a consistent story. One thing we need. However, you guys are all drunk, so that makes sense. No one could have a consistent story as to what happened after the party. 
well, that's because you're talking to a bunch of drunk people. After she went missing, one friend texted another friend about how Kaneka was drunk and missing. The reply was, find Kaneka. I can't believe y'all lost her. <laughs> Again, these are very average texts, I feel like, between friends. Right. They told police that Kaneka had gone downstairs with some people and they left her alone and they retrieved a cell phone from one of the other hotel rooms. That sounds a little different from all three stories that we heard at this point. Right. So that's um, interesting. Inconsistent. Yeah, that's yeah. the only word to use really right here. In 2018, the family's attorney, attorney, which was Geoffrey Figar. Joffrey. Joffrey. Is that what it is? Well, if you wonder why I still can't pronounce that name, if you remember it, let's talk about the archives real quick. That was the same attorney from the boy band con. Which is a really, as weird as this is, fun episode. Yeah. It's like weird fun because it's, it's still weird a fun. crime. There's a lot of things I didn't know about my childhood in that in that episode. Speaking of guys, little off tangent here. PetSmart has in sync clothes for your dogs right now. In case anyone needs that information, do with it what you will. Send me pics, please. In sync. In sync, yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. They have a whole 90s section dedicated to dog clothes right now. They have a Stranger Things and a 90s Things. The two genders. <laughs> <laughs> um, going back on subject. Sorry about that, guys. But that is the same lawyer from the Boy Band Con. So that's a little interesting how that tied together. I tied in the Boy Band Con, which was supposed to be the episode right before this. But then we did the like Johnny Depp's. And I actually talked about Lily Rose Depp in this, too. So these were. These all kind of tied together really fast. It's really only been that long. It, it, this was only going to be like two episodes later. Yeah, we're, we're not that far okay. away from that. Okay. Well, Figer filed a $50 million lawsuit against the Crown Plaza Hotel. The lawsuit claimed that the hotel was negligent for not properly securing the renovated freezer area and not locking it off from the public. They also blamed the hotel for not doing anything to stop or end the party that had at least 30 people in the room at a given point when the room was designed for four occupants. That is a lot of people. And I'm not sure how many were underage, but we know some were underage. We know they're drinking in the videos. You can hear them being extremely loud. They even actually had a noise complaint about the room and the staff did nothing about it. So these are very... I'm surprised the staff did nothing about the noise complaint. I'm surprised too. I Because it's a bunch of teenagers drinking. drinking. Like I would have been pissed if I was staying there. And again, a wealthy area. So these people are probably paying a decent amount for that hotel. Right. And in the videos, it's very loud. It's very loud. You can hear people just kind of like shouting, but also the music is loud. Yeah. I'd be pissed. <laughs> Figer had displayed photos of a freezer door, this freezer door exactly, showing that it had a lock button from the outside. His theory behind this was suggesting that someone could have locked the freezer door once she was inside and this contributed to everything. However, this photo was not that actual freezer door. He used like a stock freezer door photo in court. I'm not sure if that was really what happened or maybe he used a different one from the hotel on accident, maybe because that was a non-working kitchen. Maybe there was a working kitchen in the or hotel. Maybe he couldn't get inside to get a yeah. picture. 
Because why would he purposely hurt his own case? You know, I think there was something else. However, this actual freezer door would latch shut, but it did not have a lock. So the actual one didn't have a lock. Correct. But the one that he showed had a lock. Correct. Okay, got it. Now, there's a white circular handle on the inside of this freezer. This is true. We know this part. And if someone got into the freezer, it allows you to exit this on your own. And that appeared to be in good working order. The freezer door also has an emergency handle inside it that can open the door. But remember, Kanek is in the dark, so she couldn't see any of this. At the age of 19, Kaneka was 5 foot 5 and 159 pounds. So part of the argument was oh, if Kaneka, who was suffering from the cold, would have even and drunk, would have had enough strength or body mass to even push the door open again once it closed behind her. Especially in the dark, she doesn't know where she's pushing if her ankle just got hurt. You know, there are circumstances yeah, here. like grabbing, trying to feel around in the dark, which is terrifying. The lawsuit goes on to say that the staff members were negligent and not allowing Teresa to view the security footage to help find her daughter. They didn't have anyone looking at the footage for her. That's which is what we said. Yeah, like that's there's no excuse for that. Teresa said that if staff had helped her when she asked for it, she probably could have found her daughter sooner rather than having to wait till Sunday. So in her mind, she's thinking I could have potentially found an alive daughter. Yeah. I know we've talked about theories throughout this, but we're going to start to circulate in on the big theories because that's technically all we know as far as facts, other than the few things I'll slip in here. But that's that's the case, essentially. So let's now break down what's happened since then, I guess. It's kind of like how to describe it. Okay. My voice got very high pitched right there. (laughs) (laughs) So there are a few different theories. It's very similar to like Hotel Cecil style. But the sad part is this time we don't have the answers in the end. So we're left up to speculation. Just like in Hotel Cecil, people started thinking the hotel staff had something to do with her death. That's why they were saying that the footage couldn't be seen, why they wouldn't help with the investigations, things like that, is because they think the staff was part of it. They think that she was lured into the freezer, locked in there, or like she was told to go to the freezer and locked in. Which is weird because Teresa thinks the hotel was hiding something, maybe. She also thought the friends were. So, again, it's that mama bear nature. Mm-hmm. She's nervous. Okay. But if it's like, you know, it is the weird. minority. Yes. And it is weird that they refuse to help her and not even look at the but things like, themselves. I can think of like. Like a brat employee that's like, oh, yeah, I should go check out the freezer, you know, mm-hmm. like. It's just something stupid. Teresa claimed the hotel has repeatedly said that there are no cameras that point at the freezer or that could get a shot of the freezer door. And we've been told, remember, there's no camera footage, right? However, Teresa is adamant saying that she saw cameras there that are literally pointing directly at the freezer and they just refuse to let her see them. And she has told this story to police, to reporters, to Figer, to everyone. She says that there is cameras that face that freezer. The hotel replied saying, those are sprinklers. Teresa just assumes they're cameras. I don't know. I feel like in hotels, I can tell the difference between or like in in 
They literally are connected to the ceiling differently. Uh, not residential, not residential, uh, commercial like buildings. Yeah. I can tell the difference between a sprinkler. A hundred percent. And it's not like this was years, years ago where cameras were Ooh, way different than anything. Looking. Yeah. This no. was 2017. Yeah. Usually you have the round bubble cameras, if anything, or in a hotel lobby, in a kitchen. I could see those really old fashioned looking like cameras. Like the CCTV where the cameras. Yeah. Yeah. But a sprinkler is not going to look like either of those. No. Not one bit. Nope. Now, while we're talking about what the cameras could or couldn't have picked up, you know, where they're focusing on things like that. Earlier, I talked about the footage and how we, we said we would talk about it, right? Now, some say that Kaneka was killed off camera, put in a black garbage bag and dumped in the freezer to make it look like she stumbled into the freezer on her own. However. We do have that footage of her stumbling into the kitchen and near the freezer. So essentially they're saying like she stumbled near the kitchen, but then she went somewhere else out of focus, got killed and then got brought back to the freezer or she was killed in the kitchen. No, that one does seem very messy. It's a little we, far-fetched. We don't know. But we do never see Kaneka leave the kitchen after entering it. We only just find her body later in the freezer. Some people find it suspicious that they took out the trash so late that night because that's caught on camera at 3 a.m. And that's them being like oh, the black, the black garbage bags. Oh, my gosh. But they have a 24 hour trash service, according to the hotel, because of how much they accumulate. So it is quite often that they take them out, you know, multiple times throughout, throughout the night. The night. Yeah. yeah, it's just whenever they get a chance. Staying on that idea that the hotel could be at fault and that they needed to cover up things could be because of some of the events that were happening in the party. Now, it's really interesting that Kylie brought it up earlier. Why didn't the hotel deal with those complaints? Unless the hotel had something to gain from it, right? Or like some of the staff members. Right. There is one really out of whack theory being like, well, maybe the person working the hotel is who sold them the drugs or the alcohol or something. Because how did they book this hotel room? Because you have to be 25 normally to book hotel rooms. Was someone over 25? We don't know. Or is there a reason they got this hotel room? Interesting. Okay. But the party had illegal drugs, sexual events, potential trafficking, and things like this happening at it. And maybe Kaneka had found this out. And, you know, since the hotel people are in on this at this point, and the hotel people knew about the party and ignored the complaint, like, why, why is this all happening? It's just suspicious. Maybe? And being super close to O'Hare, that's an huge international airport one of the biggest in our area so it's very interesting isn't it one of the biggest in general for international in the u.s i don't think I, so I maybe top 10 but i don't think top five really denver atlanta new york blacks and oh okay maybe it is number five o'hare is the seventh largest airport in the u.s and 13th largest in the world it is the third busiest airport in the U.S. at 79.8 million passengers in 2020. I'll have to look. <clears throat> Side note. But still. Uh, with that being the case, I know I'm off subject again, but I didn't want to put this in the episode because I really didn't want to talk about it. But again, feel like we should. People be aware there's a lot of trafficking happening right now. We're at an all time high of trafficking. If you or anyone, you know, feel unsafe, you can anytime. Talk to me and Kylie on social media 
pretend you're on the phone with us, ask us to talk to you, anything. If you're walking alone in a parking lot, if you're nervous, feeling anything like that, we will talk to you through a situation because no one should feel unsafe. And this is a very dangerous time. Also, I'm a Karen. So like, (laughs) (laughs) and no one should feel if there's an issue and you don't feel comfortable calling someone, I will call someone for you. So, um, just, I mean, since we're talking about trafficking real quick, we might as well bring that up. Just guys, Kylie and I are more than just some random podcast. We will, we're, we're your friends. You're in on the conversation. We're friends with you. You spend this time listening to us. So we would never, ever mind spending some time listening to you and talking with you. hundred percent. But we digress. I was about to say that. (laughs) Oh my God. I digress. There are reports that the room was purchased using a stolen credit card. Interesting for multiple reasons. Maybe that's how they got over the 25-year-old thing. If it was on a credit card, I I purchased a hotel room before being 25. And even with a credit card, they still made me prove it. And my dad had to come sign for the room yeah. for me. But also, if it's a stolen credit card, were they aware? It's, I'm confused about that. How do we know it's a stolen credit card? Where do we get this info? Right. How is it allowed to be used? Is this person Why in trouble? Why is that not part of the case in general? So a lot of people think that all of this tying together is part of the hotel trying to hide the truth about Kanika's death so that they wouldn't get in trouble for having this illegal party with all this illegal things happening at the hotel. It does seem a little sketchy because why would only one person be targeted? Just Kanika, you know, like if you're going to traffic someone, why not traffic five to 10 people that night or like things? But what if it wasn't trafficking? What Or maybe it was. What if Kanika figured it out or something there's other ways she didn't have to be the person getting trafficked maybe she's the person that found out and they couldn't leave someone they couldn't leave a witness they couldn't leave a a straggler i guess or something there yeah. are answers but my uh my my wonder but that one that one i feel like isn't believable unless she was the one that went up by herself correct another thing is this sounds weird but okay they have this 24-hour trash service things like that i'm sure i am staking my life on this. Other companies somewhere in the city of Chicago have 24-hour trash service. They use the same company, okay? Mm -hmm. Why would you leave this dead body on the premises if you're part of the hotel and you're part of this shenanigan that's happening? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you get rid of the body? Wouldn't you try to not have the body on your premises? It just seems odd that you're willing to leave the body in the hotel if you're part of the... Then you have nothing to hide. I guess. It just seems... How to get away with murder 101. <laughs> Thanks, Kylie, for teaching us. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though, like. Hey, you know what? We have to talk about something really proud. This might be a once in a lifetime opportunity we get to mention this. Okay. Kylie, last name. I'm not saying it, but Kylie, last name. No one called her body a mannequin. <laughs> terrible time to make a joke but we this is i think one of the first times right in us doing this podcast that no one thought yeah because there were any mannequins they did they they did think her body was in a trash bag but there was no mannequins i can't remember phoebe they thought phoebe was a mannequin yeah i think (laughs) everyone and their mom's a mannequin (laughs) how many mannequins are mass produced in the world (laughs) 
Another theory claims that the video evidence could have been tampered with and someone was following her the whole time while she was stumbling around the hotel. They again tie this to the employees, though. They claim that an employee edited out the person following her to cover up what happened. That's not. How would they have done that within hours of the police getting there? Now, my only theory there is that they would have been following her from such a distance that they are not in the same camera. They're and in a no different camera. Specifically. Yeah. yeah. And so this person's like, you know, you have to stay 50 yards behind her because that's when the next camera will pick you up. Right. I will purposely skip the track. And Corey's rolling over in his grave. He's not dead. <laughs> Corey's rolling over while recording right now. being like, it's not called a track. I think it's called a speedometer uh, <laughs> or like whatever it's called. Right. Um, I don't know. That seems pretty far fetched. Uh, all of it kind of seems they say that this is the reason why the hotel would refuse to show the tapes is because they're too busy editing them. So they can't show her the tapes because they're, you know, in the back. That's not even like unless you were a genius, like that's what you do for a living. Like that's right. pretty hard to do. We're using our phone a friend card here. We have a friend that edits videos. Colin, could this be done? Could they edit within out? hours? Within hours, can they edit out a whole person following this girl? Let's say even just for what is it like thirty five minutes? What type of footage is hallways. it? Is it like the VHS, like the old ones? Or and is doesn't it, it say the timestamp like, at the bottom and maybe even like the room, the floor, something? Yeah. How easy and or hard, Colin? We're calling on you. Don't let us down here. Please listen to this. <laughs> right. <laughs> just kidding. He, he does. This listen. is like the one episode he doesn't listen to. <laughs> It sounds like this is a lot of work just to get rid of a little bit of evidence. That one seems a little far-fetched. Well, like you said, they a lot of them do. Yeah. Now, some of the more popular theories is that her friends had something to do with her death. And this is what Teresa, her mother, believes the most. And she remember the first thing she thought was that the friends gave the bad vibe. She only thought the hotel gave the bad vibe when they started kind of being dicks to her. But the friends weren't dicks to her. They actually reached out to her and stuff, but she still had a bad vibe from them. Little telling, right? Like, that's a little odd. You gotta follow your gut. Now, her theory is this could invoke some, like, trafficking, organ selling issues at the party. Hence, also the need for her to be in the freezer. If she's already frozen, just go harvest some organs, right? Like, that's the prime way to go about it. Never thought of it that way, but that's true. And she could have been told to go there. Like, someone could have been like, go to go to the freezer, knowing that she's too small to open the door back up. And then they're like, she... Well, technically be committing suicide. Because she went in the freezer by herself on her own. Everything is fine. This could assist to why the idea of drugs are present in her system also to make her more willing to go to this plan. But also you have to remember that one drug calmed your nerves and muscles. Maybe if they were planning on harvesting her in their mind, she doesn't need to be dead for them to do this. Whether they let her go after this, because, you know, some people get harvested and then go back into life and they just don't have these organs. And or maybe they were like, we could start while she's alive. And after we harvest enough organs, she's not going to be alive anymore. Right. You know, that's very interesting. Either way you think about it. Supposedly, the belief is that Kaneka's friends took her to this party to be sold, assaulted or killed. And put in the freezer afterwards, and this would be an easy solution. We don't have camera footage of the door, though. 
All right. We we put pins all over the place. That was one of our pins. <laughs> but we did see her walk to the freezer herself. So we don't actually think she's killed elsewhere and put in the freezer. That just seems silly. The autopsy didn't have very many wounds, remember, and there's no evidence of sexual assault. So at this point, sex trafficking is probably not it yet, at least or anything, unless they weren't leaving her there until she died. Like maybe they were going to go get her later, but they're drunk and drugged and they forgot her or something, you know. But I still think that if that was even slightly the idea that they wouldn't have never called her. Never called the mother? Yes. They did call the mother. I know. Oh, you're saying they wouldn't have called the mother. Yeah. Okay, I'm like, sorry, I heard you backwards. I would have been like like the next day or Sunday even. Especially not like, with I her body still her. available. Right. For the mother to find. Because the mother is going to find the child. It's mother's instinct. They will search until they're red in the face. Right. Now, it's shady that her friends did wait a super long time to call Teresa. Because we actually, I, I don't know if we said it out loud, but we kind of thought about it. Teresa wasn't called right away, remember? The friends claim that's because they were looking for her. And we do have some footage of them looking. Well, okay, but you got to think like you're a teenager and underage drinking, doing drugs. You're at a right, party. Like, fuck, we're going to have to call mom. Yeah. You know, like, like, no, no, what? Let's just look down this one more. Exactly. Hall. Oh my gosh. I she, guarantee you no, that Teresa is going to conversation happen. And you know, when Teresa gets here and she finds Kaneka, Kaneka is going to be pissed that we even called Teresa. Do you really want Kaneka being mad at us tomorrow? Uh, no, because we want to go to the beach. Like, exactly. You know, I, yeah. I see this. But we still haven't fully decided why the pills were in our system, right? Like, why were the pills in our system? That's as weird as a lot of this is. That's the really weird one that stuck out to a lot of people because this medication is known to make people feel woozy or slightly out of it when taken without the prescription. And then the fact that she's mixing this with alcohol, which heightens pills. With serious alcohol if it's cognac. And the police said they cleared everyone at the party. First off, if there's 30 people in that party, I doubt they cleared everyone. But the reason why this pill thing is weird, and I keep bringing it up, I am weirded by it because Kaneka's going to school for medical things. She works in a medical field. She is not stupid enough, in my mind, to be like, I'm going to mix something that's for epilepsy with alcohol. Yeah, that That is the big, you don't pick, you don't mix First off, medicine and um, alcohol, but especially any mind or head type medicine. That is the first rule. I'm pretty sure that medicine is a controlled substance, too. So it's just uh, that that, make, that makes no sense, right? So a controlled substance is uh, a medicine you absolutely have to get prescribed. And it's but like you also have to see a doctor, a therapist, three months, six months every year in order to get a refill. So, so I, when I got I mine, think... I was seeing a neurologist. I even had to get CAT scans just to get prescribed it. Exactly. A lot of times you have to get tests, blood tests, make sure you're still like working well. Just make sure like your body is still working. And that it fine. needs it. Yeah. That it's working. It's doing what it needs. And also that it's not shutting off something else because it's, you know, imbalancing you. So that theory is the medicine is the biggest question mark to me yeah i don't i get it there's probably bigger things i can focus on but to me 
the if I solve how this medicine came to her, who gave it to her, why she had it, how much like I feel like if I know the answer to the medicine, I can make a red ribbon board enough to figure out where there is answers. Crushed it up and put it in her drink, which we don't know. Right. Who else drank from that bottle? Do we know? Or she was drinking from the bottle. did she actually drink from the bottle? Was she just drunk walking around with the bottle and taking a sip every few seconds? Right. Did someone hand her a drink? Did she just drink something random she found? Maybe that wasn't even meant for her. Right. There's a lot of issues here. So earlier, I also talked about that $200 comment. Do you remember that from the Facebook video? The girl, $200. Uh-huh. All right. That's from Irene in the Facebook Live video. A lot of people say, that is Irene charging someone for Kanika's body, Kanika's organs, or like, you know, whatever it is. And that was her being sold. That $200 is her being sold. But Irene says that she's talking about the price it costs if you lose your parking ticket to the hotel and how much it costs to replace it for like the time that they're there and all that kind of stuff. Irene has refused to give a formal statement since Kanika's death still to this day. However, we did find out it is true. The cost for the replacement ticket is $200. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. But interesting. I mean, at that point, why not just give the formal statement? Unless there's something else you're hiding. Maybe you just don't want to get in trouble for all the drinking, the alcohol. There are. At this point, you're already you're already there. So you might as well just come clean. Now I've brought up Hotel Cecil, right? Okay. Anyone that knows the Hotel Cecil, did you watch the TV show? Do you remember anything? No, you didn't. Why would you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so a big part of the Hotel Cecil thing is the the online sleuths. Online sleuths thought they could they could pull a uh, don't fuck with cats and they could solve it here, right? But they didn't. They actually made it way worse. They blamed the wrong person and that person's life got ruined. First off, online sleuths, you do a lot of good, but you do a lot of damage. Can you chill for a little bit? Just just chill. All right. Let's bring it back to online sleuthing. So online sleuths tried to solve this case and they edited a lot of the Facebook and Instagram videos from that night. And they tried to edit out background noise. They've slowed things down. They've singled out certain audio parts. They've tried to analyze the audio parts. No one's 100% sure, but there is one clip that's from the party that's like... Interesting, I guess. This is the one I had Kylie listen to on. I made her listen to this video and it's anywhere from like five to 15 minutes long. It's it's, it's pretty decently long. lengthy. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, listen to this. Tell me if anything sounds weird. And Kylie literally was so fucking bored. She's like, because I also didn't give her any context why she's listening to this random thing. It ends and she's like, I have no clue what I just listened to. And I was <laughs> right. like, all right. So then I gave her the list of what to listen for, you know, and then she started hearing a lot of it and even she was kind of like okay like creep creeped out i'm understanding yeah however we didn't hear everything and then we i don't remember if i did this with or without kylie but i listened to the ones where people singled things out edited things like that and i didn't hear it but then the more and more i kept listening to it i thought i heard it but i think i only heard it because i was told i'm hearing it so like i said you're anticipating hearing it yeah so i said what i said earlier go into this with a fresh pair of ears you know Go listen to a Metallica CD and then go into this. You know, <laughs> I don't know why that's the band. I've listened. To, <laughs> I don't know. Why seen either. too many Eddie Munson TikToks this week. <laughs> I guess the video. It's a Facebook Live and it got uploaded to YouTube and it's of Irene 
And in it, there's a bunch of fucking things happening. So many things. I'm going to go through the things that I deemed important. And so have the internet. There's a guy in the background who makes a joke and he literally says, we about to murder someone. Well, that's odd. But also, I 100% say that I have said a phrase like that. Like, yeah. like yeah. you know, Kylie, Corey and I are joking around and we are talking about hanging out with our friend Colin and we're going to go play video games and I know that Colin said he's good at that video game. My first instinct is I'm going to look at Corey and Kylie. I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to murder Colin night. I am not threatening Colin's livelihood here, guys. Right. Maybe his Super Smash skills, but not him. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. I could see that being taken out of context, especially at a party. Like, you just say stupid things and you're drunk. You're making a joke. But then later in the video, it could have literally I'm sorry, it could have <laughs> literally been like, like, I'm going to turn the air off or something. And we're like, yeah. And he'd be like, oh, we're about to murder someone because like, we're yeah, because we're like really, so really hot. Yeah. Dying. Like literally any type of context. Someone could have been like, you know, the someone just tapped the last of the keg and we don't have any oh, more alcohol. Yeah, Pff, we're about to murder someone. someone. Yeah, exactly. There's so. Or so many things they get they heard the the person outside their door calling the noise complaint oh we about to murder someone wow can't believe we got a noise complaint exactly we're just having a good time guys millions of answers to that one i'm not saying it's positive or negative later in the video someone cries out it's not necessarily like a scream but it's not a normal voice volume and decibel and what it sounds like is they say, help me in a painful sounding way. So it's kind of just like, help me. Like you can hear the strain in their voice, right? Mm -hmm. As this noise is happening, all of a sudden the music gets turned up super loud to cover up any noise. And Irene even is like, why is the, why is the music so loud? Like we should turn the music back down. They wait a few more seconds. And then the music gets turned down. I mean, if everyone is in cahoots, that is a great y'all did really good because we're so confused. Like, <laughs> like right. you know, whatever did happen, it happened because we didn't understand. <laughs> um, there is a part a minute or two after this where someone says, put her in the walk in. That one, it, it's hard to say what that could be. Yeah. I don't really have an answer there. There's since no rebuttal for that one. In the walk-in. I can't think of any movies in 2017 where a person was found in a walk-in that even could have been like a, a joke. Like, I don't, I can't. Yeah. Like, you know how when Liam Neeson Taken came out, if anyone made a joke, you'd be like, I know where, I don't know. I don't have a select skill, but I'm going to find you or something. You know, a joke about something that's popular. I can't think of any movie where a dead person's found in the walk-in and the joke is, let's put our friends in walk-ins? Nope. Can't, doesn't ring a bell. All nope. right. Some people say in the video there's someone talking and they said, they stupid. They in there raping that girl. Then a minute or two after that, you hear, lay back down and open your mouth. So that is what a ton of people said they heard. They I listened to the real version and then I listened to the like edited version. I can't hear it over the music. 
I have terrible hearing because turns out subtitles only exist on like TV and movies. So don't <laughs> right. 100% trust me, but I, I don't hear it. Again, tried a few times, listened with headphones, without headphones. I don't know about that one. That is super spooky if that's true, because neither one of those are good sentences to hear. Nope. There are other speculations because there's a point where Irene is in the frame of the camera and she is smoking the weeds, guys. (laughs) The marijuana. Finally, I'm going to say it. She's smoking weed in the video, guys. (laughs) It's not cigarettes. It's fucking weed. So the angle that this is happening at is like Irina's selfieing. That's what we're imagining, right? Okay, so Irina's selfieing with the camera, making this video. She takes with her other hand that's not holding the phone, the the weed joint, the marijuana, and she inhales. And on her exhale puff, it looks like she faces the camera and silently looks to the camera and says, help. I can't tell you how many times I've seen this video. I watched it so many times. Her lips are moving 100%. I will admit she is mouthing something. For the life of me, I cannot figure out what word this would be. I don't see help, but I don't not see help. I cannot figure out what this girl's saying. Didn't look like help, but I, I don't know. So the weirdest part about that is she is on live. Maybe if that rape thing was happening or if she found out something, Irene's supposed to be one of her best friends, you know, if she does say help on camera during a live, that would be the best way to truly get some help because she can't just call down to the front desk. She can't, especially if the hotel was in on it, if the front desk didn't listen to the noise complaint at this point. Right. That would be your bet. That would be what I would do, I think. Like, I I can't put myself in this situation to figure it out, especially with the whole alcohol and everything. I don't know if I could have a clear thought, but maybe that is your clear thought. Someone yeah. on this live is going to see me say help. They have to help me. That's right. logical. So it makes sense. It's not crazy. There are other parts that are very weird about this Irene selfie moment because Irene wears sunglasses inside. She. <laughs> She's one of those. <laughs> All right. It is her party. She can do what she wants to. Whatever. <laughs> Go, Irene. You a bad bitch. But she this wears not helping. <laughs> she wears sunglasses inside. Right. All right. <laughs> With that being the case, you can see what's happening on the other side of the camera that the camera's not facing. Right. Like, I hope you understand what I'm explaining, because you can see a reflection. Yeah. Like, I don't know glasses. if this is coming across how I'm trying to explain it, but. <clears throat> You see in the reflection on the other side of the room is another bed. So to me, it seems like a two bedroom room. And they said it could only host 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 trying to say house and host at the same time. Hose. It could house four people. So I'm assuming two queen size beds. Sure. No pull out, whatever. So she's on one bed, sunglasses reflecting bed number two. Makes sense. Yeah. Everyone has a picture in your head. Cool. Yes. On that second bed, sunglass bed, Kaneka is on the bed and there is a male with a red shirt that is much larger than her over her. Like they're both clothed clearly, but he's like not hovering because you don't hover, but like he's like holding himself up over her. Yeah. This does play into that weird potential rapey aspect type moment because you can't hear what's happening in the background during that. But you can hear Kaneka's voice and you can hear that she's 
very upset with what is ever happening. Like her voice is strained and annoyed, but you don't see anything actually bad happening. But again, we're also only seeing this through through a reflection, reflection through a Facebook live that was also posted to YouTube. The quality is not there, guys. <laughs> um, but that's where things left off. I, that's the end of it. We don't have any more further answers. We've still to this day not gotten any better answers of what did or didn't happen. No one's given any more statements. The hotel's never spoken out about it. Nothing more has came from it. Um, that was 2017 and we're at 2022 and we have nothing. I'm sorry, Kylie, you look really displeased. I'm just trying to like, so at the beginning of this, I was like, yeah, she just, it was accidental. Like she just walked in, but then the medication is where it's like, no, something bad happened. I just also don't get why no one did come forward why no one it just seems like there's a lot of small things that could have been different and we would have a hundred percent answer like it just seems almost like there's too many weird small instances that there has to be a bigger solution than there is yeah but at the same time we all thought that except for kylie about hotel cecil when we watched it i mean i didn't technically because i already knew about that one because i've been i visited hotel cecil but when if i watched that documentary without knowing let's say because i know a lot of people did that as you're watching it you're like holy shit holy shit holy shit and then you get to last up and you're like holy shit like wait a second wait yeah what i literally believed every other scenario you're like no fucking way that the easiest solution really was the solution she just died wow okay like we all thought it was this crazy, insane murder that could have just been crazy. trafficking and raping. And- yeah. And then we're like, oh, so that's uh, sad, but that's the end. And I mean, that could be the case here. It could be. But it could not. It could. Justice for Phoebe Hansjuck, justice for Kaneka Jenkins, Wow, I'm really not giving you guys <laughs> a lot to hold on to. This is almost I'm doing a lot of unsolved here problems. But the sad part is, is both these are solved and they are ruled suicides. Solved quote. Yeah. And that's that. Hmm. We would love for you guys to join in on the conversation and tell us what you think. Yes, because. It's just one of those you guys really joined in on us with Michael Alec because we did a different turn of events. We talked about and again, we talked about it in the episode. It's not we were actually kind of scared to to morph that episode the way we did. Yeah, because we I'm not saying we stood up for the killer in a sense, but we took a very different approach. And it's different than a lot of people that I've heard also do that same episode. And so we were really nervous about the backlash we were going to get. But the backlash was almost like thankful people being like, I'm glad I heard a different version of this. And I'm also glad because I felt the same way. People understood where we came from finally. Yeah. So join in on us because we will always chit chat about shit with you and talk about it. So for the sources for tonight, 
um, I used a documentary called True Life Crime, The Tragic Accident or Calculated Murder. It's a 2020 documentary. It's $2 on Amazon Prime. It was actually done by MTV. Oh. Crazier. Okay, so this is season one, episode one. Crazier. Neve from Catfish is who created the show. I love him so much. He created his own, like, unsolved cases type thing show. He's like the perfect man. (laughs) (laughs) But it was was a short-running show, and then he went back to Catfish. But all the episodes are actually really, really good. I wanted... I should have looked. I, I haven't dived this deep into it but i should see if i can find uh the whole season somewhere instead of having to buy each episode because that would get a little pricey but i want to watch all of them because i saw that one and then i saw part of another one and stuff and then i i listened to a documentary i mean a podcast cover one of the other episodes of the documentary so essentially i've watched like three episodes now i need to watch more (laughs) that would be fun I also obviously watched irene's facebook live videos that are on youtube and then i read a lot of posts from Kaneka's family, friends, and things like that, all from social media posts before, during, and around the time. Some of them were more just speculations, but that's also how I got a lot of the theory things and stuff. Even just like going on Reddit, I got a lot of the theories. I didn't use like Reddit, I would like to clarify, and Facebook for my actual evidence during this. I use that for the theory portion. I'm not just wikipediaing information for you guys and being like i know what i'm talking about no no wikipedia allowed definitely not except for i will be honest with you guys for cryptic episodes i use cryptic wiki sometimes but it's to fill in the blanks because sometimes they have random funny stuff and uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but cryptids aren't 100% true, so it doesn't matter if I... <laughs> yes, they are, Athena. cryptic wiki. Gosh. Do you believe in the Mothman? I mean, do I? <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> so thank you so much, guys, for being part of this with us. We want to also give thanks to all the other people that help us create and make this podcast what it is today. We have Damon Vokovsky. He created our wonderful theme song. Thank you, Damon. Um, We always appreciate you and we always are just really glad that you're in our lives. So our artwork is done by Taylor with Lab Monkey Creative on Instagram. Taylor's super talented and he's just one of those people where like you'll look at his stuff and you're like, why did God not bless me? (laughs) Right? Like, why am I so not talented? I can create a solid stick figure. Right. (laughs) Taylor can create the Mona Lisa. (laughs) Literally. Thank you for all of our help and editing by Corey with core.media.photography on Instagram. You guys know Corey's top three favorite humans for us. I have to say top three because I got like Robert Pattinson in there. I guess my (laughs) girlfriend's probably in there. I guess like. My mom, maybe. I don't know. I need a bigger top three. I need like a top. Mm. I like how Robbie P was the only. (laughs) Everyone else was maybe. Yeah, I do love Robert Pattinson. (laughs) To maybe a little bit. (laughs) Just just Just, a little bit. Just a little bit. So uh, Steve Harrington is. I love Joe Keery. So. So obviously Joe Curie is like really popular right now because Steve Harrington, I mean, he's been popular as Steve Harrington, but really funny story, guys. 
my girlfriend and I, our first ever hangout was we went to IHOP and our very second hangout was I was like, oh, do you want to like come over and watch movies? And she's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. I'll come over. And I made her sit around and watch Joe Curie movies with me. And I was like, I love this guy. Just like watch those movies with me. He's so great. And she's like, you're a yeah, lesbian. OK, why are you so obsessed with it? cool? <laughs> I was like, yeah, so like, I love this man. He's great. He has wonderful hair. It's a little greasy in this movie, but he's still <laughs> wonderful. He's a psychopathic killer in this movie. And she's like, I need to, I need to see that movie. It's um, at Dollar General um, for sale for like $3 right now. But it's really? also free on Hulu. I just happened to see it oh. the other day on like TikTok. People were like, why is this here? It's so worth more. That's funny. I love that movie. It is very interesting because it takes the idea of uh like your uber driver but it's called spree obviously it's spree driver and your spree driver murders people instead of giving them rides but the twist at the end is what makes it like crazy also uh david arquette from scream is in it you would know that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're welcome (laughs) kurt's world you know so thank you guys that's where we were at was the thanks. And then we sidetracked. <laughs> we did really good not sidetracking like 90% of this episode. So oh now we got to get it all out at once. We we bottled it all up for you guys. To be fair, it's really hard for me to talk for multiple sentences without coughing. All right. Well, to be fair, I was just trying to be unbiased. So I had to keep my thoughts to myself. Actually, you did a, you did a pretty good job. I will say this is probably my most professional episode. I wore my professional pants to work today. I did a professional podcast episode. I'm a big kid now. (laughs) Don't forget to follow the Instagram at Cryptic Soup Pod, where our DMs are always open for suggestions. So slide on in. I've been lately trying to throw out a few other podcasts because I do know that people that listen to us probably listen to podcasts. So every so often on the um, Instagram and the stories, if you guys have or haven't noticed, I've been throwing out a lot of other podcasts that uh i listen to mostly i listen to podcasts and we support and that we support and we genuinely think are other people that have the same ideals theories or even just like content as us so that you guys could also expand your branch of knowledge and maybe they have cases we don't have that we wouldn't have and things it's just you know a fun way to help you guys have something else while waiting for the next tuesday episode from us because a lot of them do like uh wednesdays and friday i mean thursdays and fridays i noticed hmm. so i was like oh, so it's okay. kind of perfect yeah. fill, fill your week with podcast episodes all the time or you could be like killer queens and release like 37 episodes a week those girls go hard in the podcasting i couldn't even imagine that no i think they do two or three episodes a week every single week though and they do like true crime rewind where it's a spotify green room event where they sit and they do one-on-one interviews like with listeners and stuff and talk about what's happening currently and stuff amazing podcast if you guys have never uh listened to it killer queens podcast two sisters that are obsessed with the 90s that love gal palling around and shooting shit about cases that pretty much is word for word their exact bio (laughs) (laughs) in case you were wondering i got you killer queens (laughs) Be my friend, Tori and Tyrella. <laughs> Thank you guys, everyone that leaves Apple Podcasts, reviews, ratings, Spotify ratings, everything. 
It helps get our name out there. It also just means the fucking world to us. We Literally. appreciate every single thing. I, w- I left a review rating for someone else today. I left a five star for a podcast that I really like. And instantly I was just like, I hope they love that as much as I love when I get them. <laughs> right. I got so emotional. I was get like, the warm and fuzzies. I'm going to write every single thing. That's amazing. <laughs> so just remember, guys, to subscribe, follow, tune in, keep up with us. We hope to hear you in on the conversation so we know what you were thinking. And we'll see you next episode next Tuesday. Stay tuned. They were said, or not said, they are, but they, fuck. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) (coughs) Oh, that was funny. Sorry about that. So she's in the frame. The camera's pointed at her. (laughs) What just happened? I went to act out what was happening and I hit the cord and it got stuck on my finger. So I tried to let it go. And in trying to let it go, 